This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Like to get in touch with us anytime during the course of the show. Could happen anytime. Just out of the blue, we might just decide, hey, you know what? We'll go to the phones. And it, it could be you there. Uh, but you have to call that number first. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm glad you explained <laughs> you. that fully to the people. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it's cleared everything up and we got the air completely cleared now. Uh, key moments. Apparently, the Chinese stock market is uh, plunging like crazy and causing some uh, global problems. Uh, the world stock markets plunged today after China's main index sank 8.5%. It's a big sink. That's, uh, that's a lot. Now, I thought their economy was so vibrant. I thought they were doing so well. I thought they were about to take over as the world leader uh, in the, uh, you know, in the economic engine. They were going to be the big driver. Well, we know they lead uh, in climate science. Uh, that we know. Well, uh, yeah, they're uh, they're on the cutting edge. Mm -hmm. We, we heard, heard from that Al. from Al Gore, uh, but no, they're <clears throat> apparently you know building uh, ghost cities in the middle of uh, nowhere with no one living in there. Apparently, them. It's not you working can't out so well. do that forever. Mm -hmm. Is what we're finding out now. Mm. Strange. Ah, yeah, weird. Mm. Weird. Um, you, you know, they they talk about their nine percent growth, and and it has to be nine percent at least, or they can't function. Uh, but now it turns out that even nine percent, which the kind of been growing at that clip for a while and they've been growing because as Stu said uh, they're building ghost cities ghost highways uh, ghost buildings they can't they can't even sustain it with all the pretend buildings they're building I, I was talking to this guy who goes to China a lot um, and he was telling me that uh, no no they're these are not ghost cities per se they're they're just planning for the future <laughs> oh right oh. Oh, okay. Well, so when they built the ghost city in 2005 or six or whatever that was, maybe even before that, uh, they were thinking, what, 20 years out ahead? Because they still haven't 
put anybody in that city. Well, nobody. Uh, you got to think to the future, Pat. Yeah, uh, as you, you do. Know, I you have do. a four-year-old son, uh, yeah. two-year-old daughter. Uh, I bought them both cars this weekend. Did you? Go Wanted ahead. to make sure I held on to them for a good, you know, twelve to fourteen years until they have licenses. Certainly, they'll be because of the future. Yeah. See, it, what it does is it ups my numbers on spending. You're right. Uh, and so it looks like there's more economic activity going on at my okay. house. All right. Uh, than there really is, so that's why I do that. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, I, Stupid. like it'd be one thing if you had a, a situation where people were slowly moving in and it wasn't fully developed there. Right. But there's literally right. entire malls built with no stores in them. Yeah. Um, sitting there, and I don't know if you've the it, largest mall time? in the world is sitting there empty. Yeah. Yeah. When's the last time uh, you you bought your house? Was what two thousand? Uh, twelve. Twelve. And yeah. you and that was a new house when you bought it. Uh, it had yes. never been lived in before. Right, right? it had never been lived in. Because when we moved down here, I bought a house, um, or we rented a house that was uh, built in 1999, I think. Okay. And just that, just that, from 1999 to 2011, you could tell, the, it was still a nice house. I liked the house, but mm -hmm. it, you could tell uh, it was older D technology. It was a little dated. Yep. It had... It's uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happens it fast. It goes fast. Yeah, and it's fast. like, you know, and then we moved into a house that was built, I think, in 2008, and there's a noticeable, just in those, you know, eight or nine years, a noticeable upgrade mm -hmm. in technology. I mean, think about it. Just, you know, you're going back to, to 1999. There's not even, there's not really, there's no iPhones, right? There's no YouTube. There's yeah. no, think of just the technological advancements that are made in that time. You built something in... 2000 and waiting till 2025 for people to occupy it, it's going to be worthless. Yeah. It's going to be a basically we, a bunch of walls. We looked at, I don't know, 50 homes before we finally settled. Actually, we, we, we looked at this home that we're in first and then wasted our time on 49 others. <laughs> um, but we looked at some homes that were built in the 90s and haven't really been upgraded. Now, the 90s, to me, I thought, well, it's built in 97. Okay. Yeah, it should be fine. Let's go look. And then we'd look and it'd be like, uh, is this the 1890s? It looked so dated because things have changed so much since then um, that I, it, it was like, I, uh, at least for Texas homes, uh, they, they were completely outdated. It, it's amazing how fast the technology goes, whether it's uh, the style of the countertops or the flooring or whatever it is. It happens fast over time. So when you're building a, uh, an entire city in 2004 and it's 2015 and nobody's in it yet, nobody's going to want to be in it. No, of <laughs> course not. So now it might be a little bit different in China. Maybe they don't, you know, ex expect the latest upgrades on everything. But sure. still, you don't build an entire city and then just hope, okay, eventually somebody will live there. It, well, it's no, ridiculous but, to but that say may that. But be creating jobs because then the people can come along and knock it down and build it up again. Seriously, it is. It's it's you, you you're joking, but it's a that's the left wing philosophy. It's literally it's, how they boosted their numbers all these it years. Is how they're doing things. building things that no one uses, yeah. knocking them down, rebuilding them. Well, right. that's not an, that's only an economy to Paul Krugman. It's the only person <laughs> who thinks that it's a good idea. Mm. Only le hardcore leftists and communists say that that's a real deal. And for a long time, you know. Yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, correct predictions when it comes to investments, but one of them has always been, at some point, this thing fails with China, right? You, when has there ever been a centrally planned economy that has worked out? Now, maybe you can have the situation where they slowly graduate into capitalism, as they kind of are trying to do, and at least shields them a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you know, this sort of nonsense, you can't build ghost cities. You can't build 200-mile-an-hour trains to nowhere 
uh, and, and, and survive as a society. Eventually, the money just runs out because it's all fake. Yeah. They're, pro- they're doing what Enron would do. Well, they're, they're propping up a stock price, their growth in this particular case. Very similar to Enron. Things. Yeah. Yeah, except on a much larger scale, obviously. But uh, Glenn mentioned the figure today. I, I hadn't heard this. That uh, when was it that they were they were seven trillion in debt, and w- which was you know moderate for them, moderate to to bad, uh, just a few years ago, maybe ten or fifteen years ago. Today they're twenty eight trillion in debt. I had not heard that mm. uh, statistic before, and that's staggering. Twenty eight trillion. They're ten trillion in debt over us, and we're the ones borrowing from them. Who are they borrowing from to give to us? It's wow. That's an amazing situation, and it shows that this interconnected world economy is teetering on the precipice of major disaster. Too, if we're borrowing, we we consider the Chinese to be our big lenders, and they're more in debt than we are. It can't be good, right? I'm just thinking that maybe isn't so ideal. Mm. Anyway, oil prices, commodities, and the currencies of many developing countries also tumbled on the uh, concerns of China. Uh, Wall Street is suffering some losses. In fact, at one point today, it was the, the, the Dow went down 1,075 points or something. It was down 1,075. It's recovered somewhat since, but we'll see by the end of the day. I, I would guess we'll probably recover fairly well and wind up in the, who knows, maybe the moderately down kind of range. Uh, yeah, it does seem like I think it was less. It was down three or four hundred last time I saw three or four hundred. Yeah, um, so it's, it's still. I mean, which is by the way, an awful day. Yeah, uh, it's just that it's off of not the thousand point. And it is, I think, you know, assuming the numbers that I saw were correct, uh, and it was an initial research online, but it was the largest uh, intra- intraday in the same day, um, uh, intraday, excuse me, um, uh, stock drop was a thousand sixteen points, and we saw it at a thousand seventy. I don't know what the exact. Uh, circle uh, 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 the exact uh, peak of that was. Um, by the way, oil prices you mentioned too. Oil prices last July were about one hundred and fifteen, hundred eighteen dollars a barrel. It's now thirty eight dollars a barrel. Mm. It is dropped. I mean, wow. what are we seventy percent down now? Yeah. Um, uh, I've kept this because uh, when this thing first started, it, I thought this was an interesting chart, and I've kept this uh, on my desktop for a while now. The, the biggest drops in history as mm-hmm. far as oil. Because it happens a lot with oil. It drops down, it goes back up. In 2000, um, let's see, 2008 to de- June 2000, uh, uh, 2008 to December 2008. Remember, this is right around when the financial crisis is kicking in. It dropped 67%. So I think now this is the biggest drop of all of these going back to the 80s. Wow. Okay? And how, what about the longest, the time to reach the bottom? Before this, it was 23 months. We're now at 13 months, so I think this puts it third longest uh, as far as a downturn and the largest percentage-wise. That's an unbelievable. Wow. I mean, and, it, and you know, they, the, one of the reasons why it dropped last week is because oil stocks are continuing to rise. The whole point of this was supposed to be, okay, you know, uh, oil gets down to $40, $50 a barrel. These frackers are going to have to say, well, we can't make money at this rate, so they're going to start to close down. The supply will start to dry up, and the number will go back up. Mm-hmm. Instead, the, the, the supply is still increasing. Like the place in Oklahoma where they're storing all this oil, again, looks like it could potentially hit its actual uh, maximum capacity. I Crazy. mean, there's an answer to that for us, and that's to start exporting oil. Yeah. There's, I, there's no reason for us not to export oil. No. Uh, 
In the 70s, it, it was a different deal because we had an oil shortage. We had gas lines. We had all that stuff going on. So, yeah, okay, the, the oil that we produce, we keep. We're not going to, so that's why they made it illegal to, to export. But there's no reason for that now. Let's export oil and let's make money and let's pay off debt and let's take advantage of our natural resources. I don't, I don't understand why they haven't done that yet. I assume they will shortly, but uh, that's something that should have been done already yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Look, it's, Ian, this is an overall positive, right? I mean, if energy it is, is cheaper. It, um, I, I guess. I, it's bad for Texas, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's bad it, for all the other fracking places. Too. It is. It's bad. bad for North Dakota. It's bad for Oklahoma. Yeah, but, I mean, it's bad for Texas. Sometimes things are bad for one industry, but good for the country. And honestly, yeah. the fact that people are able to live in civilization more easily and have it be a smaller portion of their what comes out of their uh, paycheck every week is a real positive to the country. Um, well, I, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, I love, fr- I honestly believe, and I said this, on, I filled in for Dana last week and, uh, you know, talk, I think fracking is legitimately the reason this completely saved our country. Mm-hmm. Um, no you know, question. our economy would have been in much worse shape if it was not for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, this is the conservative argument coming true. The last two election cycles have been highlighted by people yelling, drill, baby, drill, just so that this could happen. Right. This uh-huh. was the goal of both of those election cycles, to say, hey, guess what? If we start unleashing our own natural resources, you're not going to be paying anything uh, for energy anymore, and it's going to free you up to spend money on other things. It's, that has happened despite every freaking doubt and every media report mocking it. It has happened exactly the way that it was predicted. They are going out and they are getting uh, more and more uh, energy here from the United States. We have, we have uh, an energy... Uh, we have so many people working against that plan. Oh, my God. It's oh my with with all of the ending. hang-ups of this administration. Yeah. I mean, if oh it wasn't for this administration, it would have been much better. But be- <laughs> just because of fracking developing, we have dropped from $110 a barrel to $38 a barrel or whatever it is today. That's incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, an ingr- it's a great thing for the country overall, although obviously you will have pockets of despair mixed into that. Um, but still, as of right now, I mean... While there have been layoffs and there have been some things going on with the uh, with the fracking industry, they're still continuing to pump out supply at the same rate. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. And I will say, the one guy who can fix it all, though, is Joe Biden, and that's why oh, we're yeah. calling on him to jump into the race. And well, it looks like really he's any leading problem. that way. I, yeah, pretty much any yeah, problem. Yeah. yeah, I don't care if it's oil. I don't care if it's. Uh, if it's the stock market crisis, the problems with China, what, what's going on in the Middle East, we all know the guy for every job is Joe freaking Biden. Oh, yeah. I mean, we heard from someone today, and I, I don't know if the campaign is going to use it or not, but uh, it's going to be called Riding with Biden. Riding with so, Biden. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... Riding with Biden should be I mean, their theme. Good. If it's not their theme, it should be, because yeah. it rhymes, and that's <laughs> what you need. Right. And he was making out with that biker girl uh, a few months ago. <laughs> that's uh, not the only girl he's been making out with. I remember it. <laughs> or she was sitting on his lap, whatever it was. Um, I think he was sitting on hers, wasn't he? <laughs> was he sitting on was, hers? No, she was, he was coming up from behind her on some kind of bar stool yeah. situation. It was, I don't know. It I was creepy, know. whatever yeah. it was. Anyway, uh, he met with uh, Elizabeth Warren, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so everybody's thinking a Biden Elizabeth Warren ticket. I, frankly, I don't think what, what good does that do her? I don't think that does her any good no. if she's the vice presidential nominee, because, you know, usually you take that angling for the next presidential run. Well, she's going to be in her 70s for the next. He is in his 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So, he is. I mean, maybe what in is his he, 70s 72? to 50. 
Is he 72 and then uh, and and Sanders is 74? Trump I mean, dude, is 69. Trump is 69. We've got wow. the oldest people maybe to That's ever amazing. run for office. I just want to right remind you, and I believe it. Ted Cruz, 44. Right. Thank you. Trump has um, uh, Marco of, Rubio's like 44. Right. Mm -hmm. Trump has the the vibe of a guy who was once a really sharp businessman and is now just a little bit past his prime. Yeah. You know, like I mean, because yeah, look, yeah, as yes. much as Trump, as much as I think of Trump negatively as a presidential candidate, I've always liked the guy yeah. as, as mm -hmm. a personality uh, and as a businessman. Business I like man. the unapologetic nature of him as a businessman. Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't. He can't. I, like again, like today, he said. <laughs> Um, I have the quote here. Listen, uh, listen to this quote. How I mean, great things will be if he's the president? Um, oh, yeah. Well, of course, that's always the truth. But he said, um, he, said the, 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 he said this. The one problem I have with the flat tax is that rich people are paying the same as those making very little money. No. No. They're not okay. stupid. Okay. They're, uh, and he goes on to, by the way, the clarify that he's talking about the rate, not just the amount. Um, so, but, like, that is the... Okay, defining well, characteristic of the flat tax. Yeah. If you like the flat, the the one problem is the fact that it's a flat tax. That's your problem. Which That's just. And he also said he would do it. On any level, it's ridiculous. A minute earlier in the same interview, said he would do a flat tax. And then he said, well, the one problem I have with it is that it's the same rate. Well, that's the whole identifying characteristic of a flat tax. It's the only thing that happens in the flat tax. I mean, it's it's. Utterly, he he's says that. incoherent. He says that because he has these Democrat, these liberal tech uh, sensibilities that tell him that, oh, I can't say that rich people are going to pay yeah, the feels same unfair. rate as everybody else because that's unfair. Mm -hmm. That's not social justice. It's bull crap because 10% of a million is a lot more than 10% of 50,000. They're still paying more, <laughs> considerably more. It's okay if everybody plays a, pays a flat tax. The, it shows his sensibilities, though. It shows his mentality. And he said this before. Uh, he, he thinks it's bad. In fact, he wanted a 14.5% rich wealth tax, and he just wanted to take 14.5% of what everybody owned. Over 10 million, I think it was. So if you, owned, if, if you had $10.5 million in the bank or more, or $10 million in the bank or more, he was going to take 14.5% of it. Let's take it. And then pay off the national debt with it. Right, which, of course, uh, he, I mean, this is what, what I always <laughs> find interesting about people. You know, look, if you're a Trump supporter, you know, whatever. But it's like, do you question, like, now he says he doesn't support the wealth tax. He, the, the flat tax thing was from today. So he does currently oppose a flat tax because he thinks evil rich people will pay uh, too much. I, I mean, it's, it's such a bizarre thing coming from Donald Trump, who is yeah. all about Mr. Evil Rich People and capitalism, um, right? Uh, supposedly. supposedly, but again, like when you talk about the wealth thing, he opposes it today. But why does he oppose it today? He doesn't oppose it today because it would be unconstitutional. He doesn't oppose it today because it would be morally wrong to go in and take people's money out of their bank account. He supposed to, he he does not support it today because he says the debt is too big and it wouldn't work. That's what he. That's his own answer. It's like, well, now the debt is too big, so we'd have to take too much. Well, uh, that's not a a, 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 a principled conservative I, does not oppose it on those grounds. I would also hazard a guess that it's probably untrue, because you've got more wealthy people today than you had when he first proposed it. Uh, you've got more billionaires today than when he proposed it. You might still have almost enough to pay Maybe. off the debt.
I don't I know mean, that it would have worked the first time, to be honest. I, 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 I yeah, I don't, know, either, I don't know either. I'd have to look at the numbers. But, but that's, still, it, it's it, crazy it either there, way. If you don't, you as a as a conservative have a reflexive instinct to say, "Whoa, absolutely not." Yes. Like when I hear an idea like that, whether it's Bernie Sanders making it, which by the way he has never proposed anything as radical as that, but whether it's Bernie Sanders making it or Donald Trump, reflexively, mm-hmm. your instinct as a conservative who believes in small government and believes in people not taking all of your money, you instinctively oppose something like that. Yeah. Instead, his instinct is to to put that into practice. That's his instinct. And now later when he's running as a conservative, well, I don't really support it because I don't think it would work as well. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I just, I'll never understand it. I mean, I get it. I and mean, maybe, again, this is kind of our premise initially of like, maybe we just shut up about this because it's just boring. I mean, I could sit up here and talk about the problems with Donald Trump every day, all day. Well. At some point it just becomes dull. We we have more from, uh, from the Donald oh, uh, coming up here because... Mm-hmm. He had that big interview with Stephanopoulos, and uh, and and then uh, everybody's talking about him. So and more of that coming up here in a sec. First, we got to tell you about being prepared. This is a great way to get your foot in the door. Uh, it is a chance for you to get a three-day supply of food, seventy-two hour emer- emergency food supply for ten dollars. Mm. I mean, it includes the shipping. It includes there's no handling. What? It's ten dollars. So limit of four per person. So you mm. call them at uh, eight hundred. Four seven eight eighty sixty one, and they're going to send you uh, ten a uh, uh, supply of uh, of uh, three days, yeah, three days, seventy two hour kit. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. four ten dollars. Ten dollars per person <laughs> uh-huh. is what I was trying to say. Yeah, and ten I, bucks. I had person. to turn around, and that made me uh, that screwed me all up. Mm-hmm. But it's eight hundred four seven eight eighty sixty one. So call call right now. Get in on this deal, and for the next 12 hours, you don't have to pay the shipping either. I mean, the best thing is here, uh, it's 10 bucks. And unlike uh, some people who would think that maybe you should pay a different price if you're more wealthy, <laughs> they actually supply this product at the same price no matter how much money you make. It's amazing. Now, wait. Yeah. Now, wait. Mm-hmm. It's for crazy. Glenn... He wouldn't pay, say, a hundred dollars. No, he would that's also really pay. $10. But how is that? Yeah, how's that fair? That's not fair. It's it not is fair. fair. It's fair. Everyone that's gets the same fair. price. That's not fair. It's the way all prices work, except wow. in certain people's minds. Eight hundred four seven eight eight zero six one. Call now. It's my Patriot Supply. Again, free shipping, seventy-two hour kit. Just get it. It's the first step uh, into a great. Uh, mm-hmm. you prepare your family. You got to prepare your family for things that might be unforeseen. Yeah. Start the here, first and then maybe work up to a month later on, mm-hmm. or six months, or. Whatever you could afford. Or Jeffy's one-day supply, which for you would be 12 months. <laughs> Call now. It's my Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.
727 back. It's Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Speaking to a crowd of 20,000 in Mobile, Alabama. 20,000 Donald Trump. Donald Trump said this about Oreo cookies. Mexico is the new China. The other day, Nabisco. Nabisco, Oreos, right? Oreos. Mm-hmm. I love Oreos. I'll never eat them again. Okay? I'll never okay. eat them again. No, Nabisco closes a plant they just announced a couple of days ago in Chicago, and they're moving the plant to Mexico. Now, why? 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 They see you might be president. Just <laughs> a quick guess. <laughs> I might be doing the same uh, thing. Cheaper labor yeah, would, be, would be my guess. Yeah. Um, you know. uh, the, this idea that you can... You can Actually, they use sugar uh, for the excuse, right? Again, it's like... Yeah, again, like... I don't a, know. problem there would be tariffs. Right. It would be a big issue with the sugar uh, situation because we could actually lower sugar prices significantly. And I love this idea that, that this conservatives are on board with centralized planning to stop market forces. Mm-hmm. Market forces are taking low-paid jobs to other countries because they're low-paid jobs. And what, we're, what Trump is suggesting is we use the government and government central planning because he's so smart, he can now come up with a perfect formula to make all of those jobs stay here. It's absurd. And every conservative knew it until like a month ago, and now <laughs> none of them know it. I, know, I don't know where this comes from. None is a bit of a stretch. Yes, okay. But there's, yes. there's the vast many majority. who have forgotten momentarily their conservative values. Yeah, someone said to me, well, what is it that about, um, uh, about Trump that us people understand and you people don't? I don't know. How, well, let's ask the people, 78% of which in the Republican Party are not voting for him. Well, ask those people what they think about this uh, because uh, that's, uh, that's what's happening right now. You have a guy who's in a 17-person field who's winning. It's mm-hmm. not honestly even that great. It's not that unbelievably impressive. The only thing I would say about it is that, which is interesting is how he's doing it, which is blabbering about liberalism <laughs> uh, if you can win gop primaries blabbering about li- liberalism and it has been done before ask john mccain and saying some bombastic things mm-hmm. that seem somewhat conservative but really when you dig into them maybe even aren't and and you can't just spew a bunch of rhetoric and not back it up with anything but that's what trump is winning with right now and yesterday on the phone again Again, this is the only guy I know of mm-hmm. that all these networks will take on the phone. Yeah. I mean, they're TV networks, right. and they continually have him on the phone, Donald Trump. So on the phone was Donald Trump with George Stephanopoulos, and Stephanopoulos tried to, tried to pin him down on some specifics on the immigration plan. We have lost control of our country. We've lost control of our borders. The government has no idea how many illegals there are. I've been hearing True. 11 million for five years. Then the other day I heard 30. Nobody has any idea. So if there's no idea, control. how are you going to round them all up? Where are you going to get the money? Where are you going to get the forces? Exactly how are you going to do it? What are the specifics George here? It's called management. The first thing we have to do is secure <laughs> the border, it's but it's called management. management. And we'll no, get people back in, the really good ones. We're going to expedite it so they get back in, so they can at least come in legally. But you we keep have declaring to how it's you're going to do it, but you don't, don't say how. Excuse me, George? You declare how you're going to do it, but you don't say how. George, I'm telling you, it's called management. What, George? 
I know. Did he get influenced by too. Trump there? He should have said, you're declaring that you're going to do it, but, but you don't say how. how. Right. Instead, he kept saying, you're declaring how you're going to do it, but you don't say how. I mean, uh, You're saying how you're going to do it, but you won't say how. Right. He will not give what, a specific. George? Like, they keep trying to get him on these specifics, and he just doesn't, he's not going to do it. He's Think not. About, could there be. Because he doesn't have any. When you say, hey, here's a specific plan that you've outlined supposedly on your website, which, of mm -hmm. course, I don't even, people are, are, are fighting about whether or not he wrote it i'm questioning whether he's read it like i he doesn't even agree with the things in it but beyond that you're asking me a question about something specific that he supposedly proposed his answer is management yeah i now, know if it's, again it's... this is barack obama's answer the it government is. doesn't run well now but if you give me charge of all these giant programs mm -hmm. i'll run them well someone had a pretty interesting uh theory it might have been hot air uh, uh, last week talking about the Trump thing, and that was kind of one of the conclusions or at least uh, possibilities as to why what he's uh, appealing to. He's not like conservatives like us, uh, and I think many of the people who watch this show um, think I want a smaller government because smaller government is better because big government doesn't work. It mm. doesn't work. It just doesn't work. We think, you know, go government uh, is the problem, as we've said from Ronald Reagan. That, that idea of Reagan sort of conservatism or libertarian conservatism. What, peop what people who like Trump like are they say they don't necessarily care about the size of government. They just want somebody who they think is smart to go in there and do it right. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, look, if that's the Republican Party and, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, I didn't it think is. it was, though. I didn't, I didn't think I think wasn't it supposed was to be. Up I mean, until that, this point. that's the McCain Republican Party. Yeah, that is the Lindsey Graham Republican Party. George, Pataki. that is the you know George Pataki Liber uh, Republican Party. It's everything that people who say they support Trump oppose. Mm -hmm. It's that Republican Party. If we just get some guy who's going to get the job done in there, he'll use the government levers right, and everything will work. Big government will work if Donald Trump is at head of it, at the head of it, and that to me is just. First of all, incorrect, but second of all, insane, if you're a conservative. If it was a liberal, I would understand it. I just don't understand why there seems to be no Republican who can articulate this <laughs> illegal immigration situation. You're not going to, and, and maybe this is Trump's plan, that he is going to deport every last person it is. who is here. I mean, that's insanity. That's what he's saying. It, it's insanity, it, and it, it probably can't. I mean, we could do it, at, but at what cost? Well, but yeah, but we're trying to catch how all long? murderers. We can't do that either. Right. Obviously, you're not going to catch every illegal immigrant. But what you do is, you. how do you eat an elephant? A bite at a time. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a progression here. First of all, we secure the border, George. If George Stephanopoulos is asking you for specifics, why can't you articulate this? We secure the border. I shut that down. Then I remove the incentives by prosecuting and going after employers who knowingly hire illegal aliens. We shut that down. Once we've removed the incentives, then there will be a natural process of self-deportation, George. Plus, that will be coupled with an increased effort to deport people that we find. I mean, it is not that difficult. Mitt Romney, is that you? Yeah, well, that was... Romney was the only one who did it, but and they kind of scoffed it. at him. Yeah. But you just stick to it. Well, you just don't say the word self-deport, I think. I mean, the, the bottom line is you're right. It's a process. It's a process. It's a process. It's, 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 a, it's a market <laughs> process. When mm -hmm. there's no incentive for people to come, they Why are come. they going to be here? 
You yes. know? They're going to say, you know what, let's go back home. There's no reason for us to be here. We can't get work. When we actually enforce the law, watch what will happen. You'd be surprised yeah. how the problem begins to resolve. And the idea that you're going to go from 11 million to zero is, it, it, we again, we can't capture all child molesters. We can't capture mm -hmm. all murderers. There are murderers running around our country on the loose. Mm -hmm. You catch as many as you can. When you catch them for other offenses, you make sure they're gone instead of just released back into mm -hmm. society. You shut down the border so no new illegal immigrants come in, or at least as few as possible. <laughs> uh, and from there, you're going to cut the problem by 30 or 40 percent just by doing those basic things. And yeah. you're taking away the incentives over a longer period of time. You're probably going to get that number down even lower. And that's a rational thing. All we're doing, and that doesn't include any comprehensive immigration reform. It, it includes right. reinforcing our current laws. Jindal's the only one I've heard kind of articulate that. And he has said, this doesn't take a comprehensive plan. It doesn't. We've already got the comprehensive laws in place because it's been a problem for a really long time. And we've made law after law after law. We just ignore them all. So maybe we stop ignoring them. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up. You agree with him, uh, Trump, though, Jeffy, when he says, I love Oreos, right? <laughs> and I disagree with him. Uh, we will be continuing. Screw your boycotts. Bring in the Oreos. Have you had those mega stuffs yet, by the way? No, there's a mega stuff. BECK. It is Pat and Stu. Uh, I guess Chris Matthews was playing the race card, as he always does with everybody, but he was doing it with Donald Trump. Uh, and here's what he had to say. Are there any black people there? Oh, I have not seen any today that have come out for Donald Trump. I actually spoke. I spoke with a lot of people at lunch today, and and uh, they were all. What color are you two? Um, speak one Caucasian white people. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, really. Expressed support. The others did not. That is what a stupid, specious question. Are any black people there? So he hears that there's twenty thousand, and that's impressive. So he can't can't possibly leave it there. So he's got to ask some kind of negative question and play the race card. Are any black people there? Are any Hispanics? How about Asians? <laughs> Are there any Native Americans there? How about Pacific Islanders? I, I don't know. I didn't do a census while I was here. Are you telling me there's not a single black person in that place? Plus, is it Donald keeping black people out of there? Can they come if they want to? Yes. You do realize this yes. is Iowa, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the demographics of Iowa are not, ex especially in rural Iowa, are not exactly uh, diverse, I would say, by standards of, like, maybe New York City or Irving, Texas, which happens to be the most diverse city in America. Uh, you know, you want to have a uh, debate on how many, you know, white and black people there are. I mean, you have a white person interviewing a white person on a network where a white person is followed by another white person, which there is one black person in the entire prime time. Right. And that person is likely going to be fired at any moment. They also fired another black person from uh, their daytime recently. Uh, this is, Who was that? Uh, what's her face? Um, you'd know her if you saw what's her. What's her face? <laughs> Not Melissa Perry. I think she oh, was gone. Oh, they got rid of Melissa Harris. I think Perry. she was gone before that. The other oh. one. Uh, she gone? There's two African American women in the. They can't get rid of Melissa Harris Perry. I think Melissa Harris Perry never. I don't know if she ever. Did she ever actually have a show? 
Or does yeah, she have a... Yeah. No, she had a show. I don't think she has a show anymore, so I would say... Okay. Joy... I don't know. Something or other? Reed? Oh. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah something Maybe. Reed. I thought it was her. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a, be- a black person in the race for the GOP... Um, how many black people are running in the Democrat Party right now? How many black people do they have running in the Democrat Party for president of the United States in 2016? Oh, 50,000? No, zero. zero. Okay. None, not one. Just the zero. Just the zero, okay. though. Uh, we do have one in the uh, Republican Party, and Jim Acosta pressed him on the matter of uh, on State of the Union. Uh, Carson insisted it's, it's pretty clear what he was talking about when he was talking about drones at the border. Here's what happened. You're saying that in some instances you would advocate using drone strikes to take out <laughs> cartels that are, are bringing migrants across the border? Is that what you're talking about? Wouldn't there be some instances where I, perhaps listen, read, innocent read people might get killed? Yeah, please. Let, let's read, read my let's read, lips. Let's do it. Read, read, let's read listen them. very carefully to what I'm saying. I said there are caves. There mm-hmm. are caves that they utilize. Those caves mm-hmm. can be eliminated. Uh, there are a number of possibilities that could be one of them. I'm not talking about killing people. No people with drones. You would just take out the caves themselves. <laughs> you would make sure that the caves are empty and, dr- and then drone them. And that, I that's think that's... I, I made that very clear. Uh, I'm not clear on it. Are you clear on what you're talking about? You're going to kill caves? With drones, because I take out caves. If, with drones. if the caves are empty, you don't need drones, right? I, you just put explosives inside of them and blow them up. Uh, you you could, do. you could do it that but way. But you'd want to fly your drone over and and shoot the cave. Oh, like I like Ben Carson, I'm, uh, so I'm not, I'm not I, that uh, worried about. I'm uh, not that enamored of him mm. of late. Um, he doesn't explain things very well. No, it's not a strong point. Look, he's a doctor. Uh, he's not a. I mean. He's not a politician. He's not a politician. That's what people not. like about him. He's yeah. not a politician. And he proved it right there. He did. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Uh, uh, by the way, Iowa, uh, po- black population, 3.3%. So the 3. idea 3. That, So there's only a 3% chance okay. uh, that any particular person you're looking at in, a, in any crowd in Iowa would be uh, black. Now, add on to that, we're talking about... A, 96% of them vote Democrat. Vote Democrat. So the chances then mm-hmm. are uh, 0.1% yeah. of African-Americans would kind of qualify to come to this and race. I bet you could find um, 0.1% of those people and being you probably black. Can. You pr- actually there, could probably find something crowd. better than that. And I don't, know, I, I don't know where that rally took place in Iowa, but I would assume um, probably as you get more out into the farmland, you're probably going to have even a higher percentage mm-hmm. of white uh, people. That's Iowa. That's Iowa. And that is Vermont. Or uh, New Hampshire. And that's the reason why Bernie Sanders is doing so well in those states. He does well with white liberals. He does not do well with uh, minorities. Um, now, if he wins those first two states, you might see something change. Um, but right now, that's his issue, and it's why he's doing so well there. And it's also why it's kind of a strange, especially for Democrats, a strange grouping of the first two states to make a decision. South Carolina kind of makes sense. We have a kind of a more diverse population, but just voting-wise, you know, Iowa and New Hampshire, it's kind of a weird choice. I mean, just tradition, I guess, at this point, but that's the way mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Uh, also, kind of interesting of note, uh, as far as sports over the weekend, uh, and we are getting dangerously close to football season. Oh, yes, so we good. are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can, so good. I can smell it. I can taste it from here. It's almost oh, on. My, my sports weekend this weekend? 
Philadelphia Eagles preseason game means nothing. Mm -hmm. oh, Still, they won great. forty to seventeen. Super catch too. The, wow, the, um, the, really? The yeah, interception. 40, yeah, against the uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Um, Ravens uh, forty to seventeen, and then three games for the Blue Jays beating the Angels thir combined score thirty six to ten. Wow, that was my weekend. That's a good weekend for you. That was a good. That was a good two weekend. Really good no weekend. Doubt. Yeah, and they come to Texas as of tomorrow, so I'm kind of excited about that. Okay, playing the Rangers. Yeah, playing the Rangers. So. Okay. Because there's another Texas team, and they are the Houston Astros, who are number However, one. Of course, number Houston Astros are called one. Houston. Well, the Texas <laughs> right. Rangers are called Texas. No, but Texas. you said they were coming to Texas. <laughs> to Texas, the weekend, Texas Rangers. Which is also a state. Yes, I and know. And in that state right. so, is Houston. Right, and since we were talking about a sports context and not a geography you know, context, I thought it was interesting well, to I point mean, it out that way. The title. It could go either way. Mm -hmm. It could really go either way. Mm-hmm. It really could go either way. They're coming to Texas. You'd probably lead that to the fact that the team that's close to us. Houston, Texas. Oh no, I, I guess think it could. I think it could. It could also include Amarillo, but it I didn't could, point that there's out either. Not a major league baseball team. There's there. a baseball park there. What there's if there's a baseball going? team and I didn't, there? You know what? I didn't specifically even say they were coming to play baseball. I just said they were coming here. So theoretically, maybe they go on vacation to Amarillo. Next time, I will qualify my me. statement. You, you to tell say, me who's being reasonable here and who isn't. Triple A seven two seven back. We didn't even mention what we were. Meantime, Chris Carr. Carter told NFL rookies to get a fall guy for when they get into legal trouble. This sounds like a really good This is idea. the Jeffy school. Mm -hmm. I let my homeboys know. Y'all want to keep rolling like this? Then I need to know who's going to be the fall guy, who's going to be driving, because y'all not going to all do the right stuff now. All right? So I got to teach y'all how to get around all this stuff, too. If you're going to have a crew, one of them <laughs> fools got to know he going to jail. We'll get him out. We'll get him out. <laughs> I mean, uh, ha, 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 ha. I don't know. It's, he's apologized for this now on Twitter and saying, yeah, I can't believe he said that and he shouldn't have. And seeing the video, it looks so bad. And blah, blah. I, look, I mean, he's half joking to me. Maybe he's not. But, I mean, it just seems like he's joking. People are laughing. Uh, but he could be going to Amarillo to a baseball park too. <laughs> could be. Might not even be playing baseball. I don't know. Could be. We don't. Know. I don't know. He might be talking should, should about we qualify that. Might be we'll talking about sure. soccer practice. I don't know. What he's Again, talking maybe about I should there. qualify the fact that when he says "fall guy," what he means is someone to take legal responsibility, not someone to actually fall over in front of them. Now we've covered all the options for <laughs> yeah. Pat. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's. I mean, he's. Is it? What do you do in this situation? I mean, he's probably going to get suspended from ESPN. I mean, for what a week? I don't know. What do you? What would you do? To me, it's not. Know. It was 14 months ago. The NFL invited him back afterwards, so he spoke the next year. They obviously didn't have that big of a problem with it. They right. had it on their own website. This is where everyone found it. it was on NFL.com. Now they're like, I can't believe he said those things. I mean. Look, the bottom line is, uh, you know, he probably shouldn't say that, but let's get over it. Came out because Chris Borland did a story on ESPN the magazine. Yeah, that's the best part. It was ESPN the magazine. They broke it without knowing it was Chris Carter. That's amazing. Because Chris Carter works for ESPN. So the, he just said there was a, a very prominent former player was the way he put it. So they, they put that in their magazine, and everyone said, well, what former player? They all went and looked at it. Found on NFL.com, it was an ESPN guy. <laughs> That's a great and, story. And I think they kind of didn't believe that it happened. Yeah. And then they found out not only did it happen, it was Chris Carter. <laughs> uh, so great. NFL Hall of Famer Chris Carter, by the way. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Scoot coming up. Uh, look at that. The AP preseason top 25 college poll. Where is BYU? Oh, no. They're number 27. Where 27? Is BYU. Where's Missouri? Are they on there? Uh, 24. 24.
And oh, good. BYU when, is when, not when 27. The, when BYU kicks their ass. BYU is not 27. <laughs> and they'll skyrocket I don't know. Jeffy's talking about rape. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> well, he's a rape expert. He is a rape expert. I am. I try to keep up on it. I would like to know, Jeffy, in all seriousness, your opinion of Chris Carter's advice to NFL players. Well. Because I would think that you actually would be supportive of this type of thing. Yeah, I am. I think that's an excellent idea. I think if you're a smart man, you need to have that happen for yourself. However, does Chris Carter need to tell that mm. on tape, videotaped in front of all these young rookie players for the NFL? No, that know. was really stupid. You can't, if so. you're talking about getting a designated driver, that is not what he's right. that, that that not not talking, talking about. about. No. A fall but I'd like to see the whole thing, though, because I have a feeling that maybe we didn't get the full, you know, if he said he was joking, made it into a joke about the crew well, and he, all of that. So I will say he did not say he was joking. And that's me implying that. <laughs> you know, I understand, but I would like to see what the, that whole you know, context of what, how they got into running with the crew and having a fall guy and that kind of thing. The way I take that, honestly, is that he is trying to break through to an NFL player who's been, you know, coddled his whole life and has no idea what's about to hit him. And instead of being like, if you put up there, you put an accountant who says, I believe that you should make sure you all do the right things. No one's going to listen. And they don't. So he's trying to break through and he's trying to be a little bit, he's trying to say it in the most colorful not- way possible to protect yourself, and and probably he actually is legitimately also suggesting that he gets well, people. Well, well, he's guys, making the, the the strong point that he's making actually to break through to your point is to say you're going to have to do all of this to stay out of trouble if you continue to live that type of lifestyle. Yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, I think that is. I, I, he's kind of half joking. I feel. Yeah. Like. I could be wrong on that, but I don't know. I mean, you're trying to break through. You're trying to make these people actually, you know, listen to you, and and, you're not, and not just be a pointless speech by some, you know, forced school. It's like when you go into, you know, uh, workplace harassment. I know you don't listen to that particular hearing, but like if you, we've had those classes. They get where so you, long. Yeah, like do they get those workplace harassment or whatever? Oh you know gosh. what I mean? Like. Never ending. What, what any of those seminars that you're forced to go into as an employee, you're just like, oh, God, when is this going to be over? Yes, I know. As women walk by, don't grab their butts. Okay, I got it. I Wait, think we're, what? Yeah, no, I know. Jeffy, have you heard that? He, apparently not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, like, like it's, some of it is so basic. Like, we did the, um, we did the concealed handgun course, and this is obviously something a lot more. By the way, it goes beyond don't grab their butts. Don't even look. <laughs> no, you can't. Don't even look at it. Don't even notice they are women. Right. Uh, there is no gender. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were doing... you know, so it, and besides the point of that, even if they feel you were looking at it, they can report yes. you. That's yes. part of the problem right yes. there. Okay. Go ahead. Stuart. Right. Sorry. Like one of the questions on the test is like, uh, storing a gun uh, in the open with the safety on around children is the best way to protect your family. It's like... <laughs> Um, I, uh, no. Uh, no. Did you say no? <laughs> it's like, there were questions like that, and it's like, okay, we all understand that. So maybe he's trying mm. to actually have an impact, and you make it colorful, you make it interesting, you, you, know, you kind of outline a scenario they could see happening, maybe it's a little bit more interesting. The other thing that I found disturbing there was he was saying some of you are going to get in trouble. Well, why would you assume that? Yeah. Why, why don't you hold them to a uh, better standard than that sure. and say... You guys need to stay out of trouble, okay? You're going to be multimillionaires. You're, you're playing a sport. 
You're having fun. Stay out of trouble. Count your blessings. Keep your nose clean. Yeah. I mean, why? That would be a Tony Dudgy approach to yes. that, right? And yes. you think they'd still And I think a much him. better approach. I think so, too. But, I mean, you know. I mean, that's like saying, all right, uh, I'm going to teach my kids uh, that they should have morals and standards. But if they make a mistake, I don't want them punished with a baby. Right. I don't want them punished with a STD. sexually tra transmitted disease. <laughs> right. It's the lowest That's common denominator. Advice. Now, obviously, terrible nobody advice. would give that advice. Nobody would give that advice. I understand you're just trying to make up. You'd have to be like, I don't know, some kind of uh, hobo or something on yeah, the street to give that kind organizer of organizer. Right. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> By the way, the other thing, too, about that is he's suggesting if you commit a crime, commit another crime to get out of it. Because if right. you tell the officers that this right. guy was driving when you were, that's another separate crime. Not a good idea, Chris. But Jeffy, your, your thoughts? Those are tough to fight, too. <laughs>God, because we actually we actually touched on it a little bit, but we we ran out of time before we uh, really discussed on radio this morning the really incredible story in Paris. I guess it was Belgium where the train was uh, passing through Europe, and uh, three Americans were aboard when some he's a Muslim guy, and they they claim that he was just committing a robbery. Is, is what his lawyer says. Oh He's gosh. not a jihadist. He was, he was simply uh, trying to rob people. And the reason he had all the weaponry on board was once he robbed people, he was going to shoot out one of the windows and jump out of the train. <laughs> That's and, all. And we should point out, by the way, Pat, to be fair, was, they were not his weapons. No, no. These he, were, he found them. He found a bag. He found a bag of weapons. to all of us. That happened to me well, three terrible. times last week alone. I was homeless last week, and I was just laying around in a park, mm -hmm. and there was a bag of weapons that mm -hmm. I took mm -hmm. three times last week. So I mean, if you're going to convict um, uh, this guy, you're going to have to convict Pat, too. Right. Uh, I, right. So stand in line mm -hmm. on the convicting the poor homeless hobo guy. Glass houses, Pat. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And mm -hmm. I, it doesn't matter his religiosity at all. That doesn't play into this whatsoever. It is not about Islam. It's not about that's what it people is say. right. That's what they that's what they say. Mm -hmm. So three Americans see this guy walking down the aisle on the train with a gun. One of them says, "Hey, look at that. Let's go." Guy gets up immediately after his friend says that and starts running toward the guy with the gun and tackles him. Meanwhile, the uh, uh, the assailant pulls out a box cutter and starts slicing him up. One of his other friends finally gets there, and they wrestle the gun away from him and start beating him until they knock him unconscious, and then they take away his box cutter. Uh, but this was a, a real tragedy in the making that these three heroic Americans uh, made sure it didn't turn out that way. Yeah. 
uh, really amazing story. They they actually told part of the story to uh, to the French press, and uh, here's what they had to say. I didn't realize what it was at first until I saw a train employee run past us. At that point, I looked back, and a guy with an AK entered the train cabin. So me and my friend got down, and I said, basically, let's go. Told him to go, and he went. <laughs> he tackled him, and he got cut by a knife after he tackled him. And at that point, I showed up and grabbed the gun from him, and we basically started beating him in the head <laughs> until he went unconscious and we all tied him up. I mean, they're, they're humble about it. They're, they're not claiming to be heroes. They're just telling the story in a really humble way. And they just did what was right. It's, pretty, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, Good-looking guys who probably are going to have no problem getting chicks now. Uh, <laughs> it's where guys' heads go. They just saved all these lives. Like they're going to get lots of chicks afterwards. I'll tell you that. I mean, are the French going to be talking about how rude and nasty these Americans are? I think not. I think not. No. Um, and there's there's more to this story. I think the British guy speaks up here. Once he'd actually finally been able to um, get the guy under control. Um, then um, Spencer, who's uh, yes. Alex's friend, uh, went to help the guy who'd been shot because there was a person who'd actually taken a bullet wound and he was losing a lot of blood. So Spencer, who was already, um, he had a couple of cuts in the back of his neck and his thumb, and his thumb was nearly cut off, actually probably saved the life of the other guy as well. Wow. Tell me about your shirt. What do you have on your shirt? Uh, I think that's probably the terrorist blood, and I think that's probably... Spencer's blood over here. <laughs> it seemed like ages to get into the train station because we had this injured person with us. We were trying to save the man's life yeah. who got his throat. He had got his throat cut um, by the terrorist, so he was bleeding really bad. And um, Spencer, even after beating the guy up, he went over there and clogged the guy's throat so he didn't die. So basically, that guy owes Spencer his life too. He saved him from bleeding out. Spencer, actually, okay, the guy had a hole in his neck. Uh, from I, I think they said it was a bullet wound. I, I think he shot him in the neck, in the throat. And Spencer stuck his two fingers in the hole of his throat until he found the ar artery. And he pushed down on the artery so he stopped bleeding. Uh, otherwise, the guy would have bled out and been Jeez. dead by the time they got to the, strains, the train station. Just an amazing story. Yeah, it really is. These guys are, are amazing heroes. Yeah. Would you... Would you I, I don't know if I'd... First of all, I wouldn't know to do that necessarily. Hey, I think I'm going to stick my two fingers in this guy's throat no, and see if I can find the artery and stop the bleeding. Medicine. It is, and I think they got some battlefield training. Um, they were military, yeah. ex-military guys. Um, but uh, that's pretty amazing. It really is. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, you know, their heroic you know, exploits there kind of take the, I would say, the attention away from what the real issue is, mm -hmm. uh, which is the lax French gun laws to allow uh, someone to have a gun like that in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, why are automatic weapons legal? 
uh, in France. Why, are, why <clears throat> is there some sort of policy where you can leave bags of weapons around so that people um, can t take them on trains not, to shoot they people? Don't, they don't. They, you know, this is the issue. Like and, and if you can hold on, Pat, I'm just, <laughs> uh, if we could just get people to come together yeah, to crack down um, on, on, a, on mm, automatic stu. weapons on side of trains, stu. then finally we can get... There's stu. no... I, why do you keep cutting me off? I'm trying to get to the end of this point, which is just... Because your point is Michael Bloomberg could just step in and just say, hey, no more guns on French trains, especially automatic ones. No. We would need these people to step in and defend uh, the, the wonderful it's people in France. not the issue. Cause... Thank you. And thank you for giving me the time to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is what they would say here, right? It is. It, oh, true. It and, is. But because there's no law at all that would even come close to allowing this guy to have the gun, uh, they would, they, you know, they, well, well, that's not the question there. They have all the gun laws that they could possibly want here in America. They're all in France, and this still happened. Period. It happens all the time. happens all over uh, the world. Uh, and mm -hmm. when you take by a percentage of population, these mass shootings don't happen any really much more here than they do anywhere else. Uh, yet it's uh, and the reason a mass shooting didn't happen there, we should take notice, is because three Americans took action mm -hmm. and they took action immediately and jumped in like that. Now, if you're if you're on a train and you see a guy walking down the aisle with a with a an AK-47, are you more likely to take cover or run toward the guy and try to tackle him? What do you think you'd do? Are you among these heroes, or no, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'd like to think I'd run down the aisle. Well, I would run. I just yeah. wouldn't run towards. Him. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, if you obviously have, uh, you know, I'm uh, more of a skeptic of situations. Like I, I usually try to convince myself that what you know, the terrible thing that might be happening is probably not happening. And, of course, that's right most of the time. It's I mean, most of the time terrorists. It's human nature, too. Yeah, and it's human nature. It's the normalcy bias. We've talked about it before. Um, and I, I, so I kind of tend to go down that road a little bit. I think unless it was something, if it was something obvious and you knew that you could put it together in time to logically work through the process to say, I need to act right now, you know, then you do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. When it comes down to just, like, you see a guy walking, and one person runs by, you see a guy walking with a, with a, a gun like that. In France, it's probably so odd, um, you know, but it's like that's the guy probably looked like what the, uh, an open carry person looks like here in the United States. I mean, maybe the guns are a little mm. bit different, um, but we're used to guns here and, and they don't necessarily scare us into uh, running away from the person or tackling them immediately. Uh, if you started tackling everyone you saw with a gun in this country, there'd be a lot of tackling. Yeah. You know, uh, so I don't know. It's it's I don't my guess is I probably would screw it up and everyone would be dead. <laughs> and Jeffy, you just look for a sandwich, uh, right? You, I agree with Stu 100%. He would yeah. probably just mess it up and everyone would be dead. <laughs> it's, it's probably true, right? I think, I think we get to this um, uh, place a lot of times where, the, uh, you know, these military guys are special. Yes. You know? And, uh, you know, we've seen that happen many times. Uh, and again, we bail out Francis Butt. Again, again. So <laughs> that's the third time now in the last. How many century. times we got to do it again? Good again, golly. that's what's so funny. Did you see that guy go by with the gun? Man, I hope somebody does something. Yeah, all the Frenchies, <laughs> all the Frenchies have already surrendered. That is all amazing. The that on the train, it, no one really from France actually did it. Right, right. <laughs> kind of amazing. It's a European train. They're in Europe, by the way. It's from Paris to Belgium, I think, and uh, nobody did anything but these three Americans. That's uh, interesting. A coincidence? I think not. I think not. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. The British are kind of interesting right now as well because they're reopening 
their Tehran embassy for some reason. I, I don't know why. I guess uh, relations have really warmed between Iran and Great Britain. And so they've decided, hey, you know what, let's, let's go right back in there and uh, put our diplomats in uh, harm's way. And that, uh, so I think it's a good idea. Anyway, because the embassy was overrun in 2011, if you might remember, uh, they overran the embassy to protest sanctions against Iran, and they, uh, they destroyed it, basically. So the Iranians went in and refurbished it at the cost of the Brits, who paid for it. Um, and, but, but the British press was shocked when they went in there and found that the graffiti that said, Death to Britain, Death to the Queen, uh, was still there. So they remodeled the whole thing, mm -hmm. they rebuilt the whole thing, but they did not paint over the graffiti. Well, they the left art, there. I mean. They, they left the art, yeah. yes. The, the very nice Arabic art that said death to Britain in uh, Arabic. They, they left that. Probably not Arabic. It was probably in Farsi. Uh, but be that as it may, the uh, Brits were all shocked that it was so, uh, they would be so rude as to... That's who these guys are. Is it really a surprise to anybody that the death to Britain graffiti is still there? No. I mean, what are you doing opening up an embassy in the first place? It just sheer, unadulterated stupidity. You act as if uh, something bad could happen at an embassy <laughs> in Tehran. You know, like, oh, like, right. what's going to happen? You know, there's know. All, you know, there's all sorts of uh, rules about how that's actually would be British territory and therefore nothing can happen. <laughs> this guy doesn't even know history. <laughs> Uh, 1979 and 80, the, uh, that the is American a... hostages in uh, Tehran uh, held for 450 days or something like that, 450-ish. I'm not uh, familiar. You're not familiar with no. that? No. Yeah. Okay. No. Um, right. uh, but either way, these are British, uh, not, not American. Uh, so everything should <laughs> be fine. That's true. That's true. Uh, and I love what their, uh, what their new ambassador to Britain uh, Mr. Hammond said, he said, our, our relationship has improved since 2011. Four years on from an attack on the British embassy, I am today reopening it. He uh, raised the British flag as they played God Save the Queen. He said, we'll not always agree, but as confidence and trust grows, there should be no limit over time to what we can achieve together. Mm. This is the same kind of appeasement nonsense we're doing in the United States Although we haven't yet reopened the embassy there, but I am guessing that'll probably happen with us as well. It's probably what this is, though. It's support for the Iran deal, right? It's it sounds like it to me. They're trying yeah. to move that along. They obviously favor it, um, and they don't have to deal with the, the, the pesky checks and balances that we have here. Yes. Uh, so they're going ahead with it. Um, may, and maybe there's not a lot of opposition. Uh, as, as I think Obama said, 99% uh, of the rest of the world just is on board with this deal. 99 percent of the rest yeah. of the world it's just us yeah. right and the only thing they seem to be pissed about in great britain is that they had to foot the bill for repairing the embassy that the iranians tore apart and they're a little upset with that everything else is just perfectly fine uh yeah these are these are fun times triple eight seven two seven back more pat and stew coming up in a second uh but because things are kind of troubled in the world um one thing i really believe is that all Americans should become more self-reliant. They should start to get off the grid sooner rather than later.
even if you don't get off the grid, you should at least be prepared if the power goes out for any reason. You know, maybe it's just weather related, which happens, you know, a few times a year, several, maybe, uh, especially in the wintertime. And then to not have everything go out and still have power, uh, it would be fantastic. But then there's other problems that we talk about, like uh, President Obama's refusal to protect the power grid from terrorist attacks, his attempts to bankrupt the coal industry, or even the potential for an EMP disaster. i got to face the facts that our, our power grid is more vulnerable today than it's ever been. That's why I'm urging everybody I know, all my friends, to take some immediate action and prepare right now for the coming power grid uh, problems that we might face. What should we do? Well, you should buy uh, a solar generator right now from Solutions from Science. That's it right there? That's it right here. Look at that. You might be looking at it Sweet. this very second. It runs really quietly. It emits no fumes, and it produces an endless supply of electricity from the sun. So it'll run your sump pumps. It'll run your computers. It'll run your shortwave radios. Refrigerator? If you want food, uh, <laughs> yes. Jeffy, and I know do, you do. Do I have to buy this one, or is there a place to go to get a separate one? Because that looks like it's a you might, shelf model. You might go to uh, patoffgrid.com, take a look at it, learn more, figure out huh. which is right for you, and use the promo code PAT, P-A-T, not that tough. You can get this for half price. Nice. Phenomenal deal. I mean, half price. Again, go to patoffgrid.com right now. Planned Parenthood, still up and running after uh, everything that's come out over the last little while. Still up and running, still doing fine. Every, every, all the Democrats are apparently still on board with it. They still love it. Uh, the abortion mill's still operating, uh, despite the fact that 55 million people have been killed since uh, Roe v. Wade. 55 million people. It's, it's an unbelievable abomination. Center for Med Medical Progress uh, released a two-minute trailer for another Planned Parenthood video. Uh, and this, after a California court lifted a temporary restraining order against the anti-abortion group, which had barred it from releasing more footage. So a court stepped in and said that they couldn't release any more of these. Uh, and now I guess that's been lifted. And here's a trailer of what's coming. I don't want to sound like a salesman here, but I'm going to. So we return a portion of our fees to the clinic. Oh. Yeah, and so if we alter our process mm -hmm. and we are able to obtain intact fetal cadavers, it's all just a matter of line items. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you had intact cases, which we've, we've done a lot, so we've sometimes shipped those back to our lab in its entirety. Tell the lab it's coming. Man. Get all over the box. Oh, God. <laughs> Oof, man. That is tough to look at because, and we've seen some of that footage before uh, in the previous videos, but for her to laugh like that at the end, that's kind of chilling. That's... Mm. <laughs> And if we, you know, we take some of these dead babies and we ship them back. And <laughs> it's just, it's hysterical. Pick up the phone, tell them they're on the way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we call them up and we say, hey, got some baby brains coming your way. <laughs> Spoiled. 
Bleed out ice coming your way. <laughs> oh, man. Can we put some of those limbs in that red box on ice, too, please? <laughs> oh. Wow. It's uh, not pretty. Not pretty. These are evil people. It's all leading to Planned Parenthood on Ice, a Disney uh, presentation <laughs> coming very soon to an ice rink near you. <laughs> Planned Parenthood on Ice! I mean, I don't know what you... I mean, look, this is... The not, uh, These are not um, rational people. We're not talking about a real thing anymore. You know, it's no, like if you, if you have any hope of being won over at this point, you're probably won over. It's like, how can you possibly look at this stuff? I mean, they've broken multiple laws... They've uh, done horrific. I mean, and that's the least of it. Yeah. You know, the fact that they're breaking laws is like almost not even part of the story. It's just how horrible the people are. To bring yourself to be able to do this on a regular basis, like it's some wonderful thing that you're being a part of, is just it's inhuman. It's, it's inhuman. It's inhuman at this point. It's it's something uh, so egregious now that you can't even get your head around it. And I guess I guess they've become so desensitized to it. That it's almost like a joke to him, you know. That we we, we had the uh, we had some video the other day, late last week, uh, where they were they were so callous about the things they were saying in these abortion clinics. They were so uh, unfeeling about what they were actually dealing with. I guess in their lives, it, it, they've been doing it for so long. And even one of the whistleblowers who used to be a director at Planned Parenthood. She said, you know, she didn't want to do these things, but she had been desensitized, and so she did them. And now, you know, eventually came to regret it again. I don't know how she got her humanity back, but she'd lost it for a while. And she'd become sort of immune to exactly what was happening here, that this was a baby. This isn't just some tissue. It's not fetal tissue. It's a baby. It's human mm -hmm. life. Yeah. I mean, Glenn made the point, and I thought it was such a great one a couple of weeks ago, that if you found bacteria on Mars, you would say it's life, right? Yeah, people would go crazy. It would be a huge they, discovery. They would be so excited all over the globe. But what's growing inside a woman, that's not life? No. What is that? What is that? And, it, and the other thing is, if you were to destroy, if we sent a probe to Mars after finding that there is bacteria there, and we killed that bacteria. You mean like there. one of Ben Carson's evil murderous drones? <laughs> yes, like one of Ben Carson's murdering drones, and we sent mm -hmm. it to Mars. The cave murder. To blow up a cave drones. where there was bacteria. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't there be a massive outcry? Yeah, of you course. killed the life on Mars. That life was going to grow into something that could have one day been intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, it might have only been a plant, or, or who knows what it would have grown, or a virus. But it could have grown into something. Mm. But here on our own planet with our own women, you know, it's not going to become anything. It, it's, I, can't even, I can't even get my head around how stupid and unfeeling <laughs> and evil that is. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, science denying. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, there's that weird debate, and we played a clip of it with uh, Chris Cuomo talking to, I don't remember who, about um, whether it was science or not. Rubio, Marco Rubio. And uh, is it science? And I think Rubio said, look, the science is clear. This is going to be a human being. Mm -hmm. And Chris Cole, the science is not clear. <laughs> Scientists do not say that. So, and he asked, well, what's it going to be? A cat. Mm -hmm. 
And I guess we've confirmed now that it, it's not going to be. A Is that cat. confirmed? Is there consensus um, on that? Yeah, and oh, it's, okay. it's like it's got to be something. You're gonna need to come up with what it is, mm -hmm. uh, and it is life, and it is human being, mm -hmm. um, and at some point you're gonna need to recognize that. It might not, it's not. It, I don't have any confidence this is coming soon, um, but I do feel like this is one of those things that, you know, it, uh, I'm gonna be proud to have my name on the list of the people who are defending life. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like you go back, you look at um, you know, my my favorite uh, founding father. About to pick one, would be Steve. Would be eh, is Steve the founding father? Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. Okay. Yes, I like Blaine you don't hear too. A lot about Orlando, <laughs> no, founding father Blaine is one of the one of the more <laughs> underrated. Uh, it would be uh, it would be Big Ben. Oh, okay. You know, All right. and Big Ben, uh, he, he's the man. Okay. Yeah. The clock? No, nothing. <laughs> I don't think the That's clock. That's good, Jeffy. Oh, Jeffy did a little funny there. Yeah, I see. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm Ben, uh, I thought people might know Ben Franklin. Um, and Ben uh, was an abolitionist. Mm -hmm. He was a guy um, at the time, one of the only, I mean, not the only, but one of the strongest uh, abolitionists mm -hmm. at that time when you look back and you say, how did some of these guys that were so brilliant and understood freedom so much, some of them did understand that slavery was wrong and didn't feel that they could move the needle. Some of them didn't really see it at the time. I love the fact that he was fighting for it anyway. I, I think you look back at that and you say he, he's proud that he's probably proud his name was on that list. You know, he's here's this guy in an impossible mm -hmm. situation where it feels difficult to do to stand up against slavery. And he did it anyway, despite all of his other amazing accomplishments in his life. He was obviously that's not the only thing. But I always like that about him. And, and, and you look back at this like I'm going to you know, is, is it comfortable to sit here and be Mr. Pro life right now? It just feels hard the whole media is against you cultures against you but you know what I'm, I'm, I'm proud to have my name on that one and i think we're looking back 50 years from now 100 years from now it's going to be looked back the same way as slavery what the hell were you guys doing what you were killing 10, 55 million people legally i don't think there's any doubt of that history will will judge us very harshly yeah. for where we've gone on this abortion issue and and for the people who uh, are in favor of minority rights, and I think that's almost all of us, they'll look back on the slaughter of 14 million blacks and say, hmm? you, you were so proud of your civil rights accomplishments, but you were okay with that? Yeah. I, I don't know how you get around it. Uh, there was a... Uh, uh, anti-abortion, a pro-life rally at one of the abortion clinics, and Glenn went uh, here in Dallas over the weekend. And uh, Pastor Stephen Brody was there, and he, he was talking about the fact that this particular Planned Parenthood that they were protesting at mm -hmm. was in between the seven major black churches in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they ranged in membership mm -hmm. from a couple thousand to 20,000 members, and none of them were there. And his question was, why? Where are they? Where are they? Here, here they are mm. in the heart of the black community, aborting black babies. Mm. And none of these black church members are here to protest this. How is it possible? It's a great point. I did it's not a, I didn't know a that. Great point. Mm. It's a great point. And it's, you know, it's lost on so many millions of Americans. I um, uh, went to uh, the movies. Uh, that's uh, is there, was there more? No, that's, that's, what, I, that's what I did this you weekend. Went, okay, so yeah. you, didn't, you weren't at this particular no, Planned I, I Parenthood rally. Movies. You went to the movies. Okay, was it at least a good movie? Uh, Sinister 2. 
Sinister too. Okay, so it was socially significant at least. We know that. Oh my God! Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. If this, if this boogeyman <laughs> right. guy comes around right. oh, and you get gosh. children murdering families, right. it's horrible. And that right. would be okay. Did they put a stop to it though? Well, I hope at some point. Mm, no. Okay. Here, here's what I'll say. Mm -hmm. uh, I think both Glenn and I stood up against the murder of children um, <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> but in we much, both stood up. Much different ways. Yeah. But Still, good for you. Good for you. I had Still. dinner at the movie, too. I should point that out. So okay. it, was, it was delicious. Well, I'm Quite glad good. to hear that. I had a, a wonderful banana cake for dessert. Oh, I know where you went then. It was a, it was a dine in theater. Okay. Uh, delicious food. Mm -hmm. Delicious food. I mean, it's almost walking the same path as Glenn. <laughs> yeah. Almost. I mean, it's basically it's, identical. But it's somewhat different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, look, uh, was mine more important? I don't know if I'm the one to say that, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. We'll let you be the judge. More patents do coming up. Jeffy uh, now joins us to read his phone. Jeffy? Okay. Brian Stelter. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, from CNN. He does the, uh, the show, the media show on CNN. He's also worked at the New York Times and many other places. So he's not like some conservative activist here. His Twitter account on ABC, NBC, CBS, Nightly News since 8-6. Okay. Coverage of the GOP candidates. Okay. So, August 6th. Today is August 24th. Right. And All right. Walk us through. The Stelter report on the media coverage. Top to bottom. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, number one. Of course, of course. Donald 36 Trump. minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. 36 right. minutes and 30 seconds. Jeb Bush, nine minutes and 22 seconds. That would oh, be less. Did you just do it in order, though, like from the top to the bottom? Don't skip like four or five candidates in between. Yeah, because that's you know, a lot. Because no, that, 36 to nine is obviously not going to be. Seems like, seems like that'd be the case, but that they're in order. So number one, Trump. Number two, Jeb. At, tw like, he's... 27 minutes behind Trump. So Trump is number okay. one with four times the coverage of any other candidate. Literally four times the coverage. And people okay. are wondering how he's leading. Yeah. Number three. That's how he's leading. Number three. Number three. Okay, so now we get to number Ted three, Cruz. Yeah, All right. So it's like Go eight ahead. minutes and 50 seconds here, I'm sure. Casey. Oh, John, John Kasich. 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 Number three. Casey. Of course. John Kasich, of course, because he's, he's like right 16th. up. Next, he's to Bush, almost there with two minutes and 29 seconds. So, oh, my, oh my God. So it goes 36, 9, 2 in order. Marco and Rubio, next in line. What are they saying about John Kasich? <laughs> I know. Come on. Rubio, next right. in line with one minute and 35 seconds. Jeez. Wow. Carson. Ben Carson. Coming in right fourth. after Rubio. 11 seconds. <laughs> 11 seconds? What is that? 11 Seconds. So, there's, is coverage. there anyone else on the list? Uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Okay. At how many seconds? Uh, three. <laughs> no, so that's come his on. Name. Three seconds. It's minutes. It's oh, three, three minutes. minutes. Yeah, it's minutes. Okay. Oh wait, wait, wait. So it's not an order. So no, I guess it is seconds. I'm going. It's, it's 36, 30, 9, 22, 2, 29, 1, 35, 11, 3. No, that's not three minutes. That's three, three seconds. seconds. Three seconds. Yeah. So what three. they did was say, uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Yep. That's just his name. Wow. That's his coverage. And no. that's it? 
No one else? That's the list. That's the list that that's he tweeted. Pretty, now, we'll see. There's a story incredible. that he tagged on it that I have not read. Okay. Because that's unbelievable. Yeah. That is absolutely really unreal. All right. We'll come back to a little bit more details on this. By the, by the way, uh, Selter, who used to work at the New York Times, um, the, the Times has been doing these really great. This may be the greatest moment in New York Times history. Really? They're actually producing mm. material that is accurate and interesting. Hmm. These things called retro reports. Have you watched any? I think no. we've, I think we showed clips of an, of one of the other ones. I can't remember which one it was, um, but they are doing these retro reports, and it's basically just like a six or seven minute sort of look back at a story that was big at, at one time. Okay, so I you love go. Those. Yeah, they're really well yeah, done and really interesting. And most of them, I, I haven't noticed any that have been like, oh god, that's great. They did overpopulation was the one we did. We played that on the air, mm -hmm. um, where where the guy um, was saying, yeah, I mean, sometimes I, you know, I said I lied a little bit, but we had to get people to notice. Remember we played that clip? Yeah, I can't oh, yeah. remember who the guy was. Ehrlich, yeah, Paul Ehrlich, I think. So anyway, this uh, latest one is about power lines. Power lines around your house. Do they cause you, you know, make you oh, have yeah. cancer oh, and yeah. die and explode? Oh, and, oh, we all know that's a oh, fact. Oh, yeah, your skin We burns. know that's a fact. Right. Yes. Um, you die almost instantly almost if there's a power instantly. line around your house. It can be within five miles of your house. You're dead. <laughs> right. I mean, You're dead that night. First I remember, night you go to sleep, you wake up dead. I remember looking at houses in Texas and hearing that from, like, you know, people who were, make sure, make sure you're not there because that there's a lot of power lines there. It was, it was something mm -hmm. people still believe to this day. Mm -hmm. New York Times looked at this. I this, still believe it. Yeah, and Jeffy, you know. <laughs> Believes almost everything. I will say it is ugly. You probably well, that's still different. want your home yeah. there. That's but. different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but is, is it dangerous for you? They looked back at how this uh, sort of uh, phenomenon started, uh, and here's a clip from the New York Times retro report. Suspicion that power lines posed some kind of invisible health threat had been brewing before scientists looked at the question seriously. A new high-voltage line over Minnesota farmland has people so angry they've even written a song. This wine is dangerous to our families and to our farm animals. I think early on the story was, isn't it amazing to consider that something that we ignored that seems so innocuous might be harmful? David Savitz published one of the first rigorous field studies in 1987, measuring electromagnetic field levels in the homes of Denver children with cancer. The results were disturbing. A recent study in Denver found that children who live in homes with higher magnetic fields are twice as likely to develop cancer as those who do not. There you go. In the absence of a large body of research, each study is a breakthrough, is dramatic. The potential danger from electromagnetic fields is making millions of human beings into test animals. That nice. from author Paul Broder. Studies show that these fields are extremely hazardous to human health. And where is Ted Koppel today? Yeah. Dead. Yeah. He just did this story on power lines and, and it killed died. him. Yep, it did. Killed him dead. Is Ted actually dead? Yeah, Ted Koppel's dead. And they do show we lost every him. major news broadcaster uh, talking about these dangers, these reports, with the typical certitude that mm -hmm. we've come to expect from them. Every time there's a new report, oh, well, everything is going to cause cancer, everything's going to kill you. Mm -hmm. So now, what's the update <laughs> on not dead. He's not dead? Ted Koppel's alive. Ted Koppel's alive? alive. <laughs> Ted Koppel's okay. Okay, but he got cancer from the power line story. That's very possible. Right? Well, he was about to die. And <laughs> then... But he stopped doing the story, and so he yeah, saved his life. Him up. Right. Saved yeah, so. his life. <laughs> wow, really dismissive of Ted Koppel there. Uh, poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, so uh, where did this research wind up? 
Now, you, you recognize the guy who's talking, you see him talking about how like each scientific study is a breakthrough. That's mm -hmm. the guy who did the original study on power lines. He's the one that created this panic. So they've got him back to kind of ask him about it and watch. Okay. I think we can say without question that power lines, the fields from power lines, are not a major public health threat. Scientists in the 1990s conducted hundreds of laboratory experiments, hmm. exposing human and animal cells to EMFs, oh. looking for any way the fields might harm living tissue. In 20 years company. of looking, no one has found a way that power line fields can do anything <laughs> at all to cells or animals. Well, and unless that. it can do something, there's no way it can cause cancer. And that confirmed what many researchers company. have been saying since the National Academy of Sciences reviewed 500 studies on EMFs and made news with its verdict. What they found was very reassuring. Wow. The blue ribbon panel did not waffle in its conclusion. <laughs> we lost them. Electromagnetic radiation from power lines outside the home is not something we need to worry about. Yet anxieties about power lines have found a seemingly permanent home in the popular imagination. And wow. that one wow. didn't include the clip of that actual doctor, but the guy, the scientist who actually did the study initially that caused the panic is now saying, yeah, we He's could not off. find anything. Like, wow. and, 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 and it's okay. What a liar no, that yeah, guy and is. And that's the thing. It's not a liar. It's just how science works. Right. When you come out and you find something that it might or that could make a difference, mm -hmm. you, you, it gets reported and the media blows it up. And then the scientists go back and look at it and say, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, that was nothing. You know, MSG was like that. Um, although that one didn't even have a study. Um, uh, There's another one, too. Oh, saccharin was like that. I mean, they thought initially that saccharin was going to, that was going to give everybody cancer and they, because they gave it to lab rats at 60,000 times the rate that any human could consume it. So, I mean, I, if I took saccharin 60,000 times the regular rate, <laughs> well, I would get cancer. That particular study is uh, humorous just because they gave it to this, these, these rats that were uh, highly... Like um, susceptible, susceptible to, to bladder cancer. So the fact that the Jeez. same warning happened with vitamin C on, with these rats. <laughs> so if saccharin will gave you cancer, well, vitamin C also gives you cancer. Uh, and I don't think people are avoiding <laughs> C. I would assume God didn't put necessarily orange juice here to kill us, but maybe he did. I don't know. I'm they not should, God. They should do a study on like something like pepper. It, yeah. And give 60,000 times <laughs> right. the recommended daily dose of pepper and see what happens to some. Oh, that's going to cause bladder That's going to cause bladder cancer. Uh, in a oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Plus, you're going to sneeze a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Uh, but he, even the guy who initially came out with the warning is saying, look, you know, we looked at it and there's nothing here. And it's amazing because people today still completely believe it. They still, oh, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. think of it. And, and this has been gone for a long time, coming up on 20 years of it being debunked. But it still exists. And they go through kind of the, the way, you know, the human mind works with these things is once there's something you think you should be afraid of in a particular area, you never really lose it. No, Even I mean, no matter how much evidence you get that it's not scary, mm -hmm. you never really lose that fear. You look at Pat, you know, talking about, well, they're ugly. Okay, one thing. But yeah, yeah. when we first moved to Texas, I mean, obviously there's power lines all over the state of Texas. And I've looked at several houses, you know, to rent or, or possibly buy. I'm, like, mm -hmm. I'm, not, I'm not doing those power lines. Yeah, it's, just, and it's, mm -hmm. it's just the way people react. It's the way they feel. And, it, and I don't, it's, like, it's like with Trump at some levels. It's like, you, what do you do? It doesn't matter how many liberal policies you list. They don't care.
Yeah. Trump right. supporters just don't care. Yeah. They just believe him. They believe he's conservative today, even when he says things like, you know, uh, you should be taxing people at different rates, and I don't support a flat tax, and, and a path to citizenship's okay, and all this just doesn't matter. It's not part of the equation. And at some point, there's no way to, there's no way to, to dismantle that. It just, it's just there. It's going to live there forever. Yeah, it's too ingrained in the psyche. Uh, it's like salt. I mean, I showed my wife the study. I showed her the study that says salt is not doing mm-hmm. what they said. It, it yeah. has <clears throat> no correlation between high blood pressure and the amount of salt you take or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's still. Oh, they put a lot of salt in a lot of different foods. Uh, <clears throat> you need to not have so much. Oh, oh, the no, picture I, of health over here. Yeah, health, I know. Uh, I know. Is telling oh, I, this I, is the guy you want to listen to. That guy. Triple eight seven two seven. Just saying salt. More Pat and Stu coming up. So much. The yeah. reason that he's saying not to listen to you is because you're uh, overweight. That is not because of salt. I don't even tell you what, not because of excess salt. It's the things you put the salt on, which are the real You see that video, or at least the photo, of the little kid who's doing the beheading of his teddy bear? The little jihadist or no. whatever. I couldn't bring myself to watch yeah, it. Just, I mean, so he's bear, got this though, big teddy bear, yeah. right? And he starts sawing back and forth on the head. And then he jams it in there. And he's trying to cut the head of, of it off with some adult, probably his dad. Uh, saying uh, Takbar or whatever, the, some phrase that's like Allahu Akbar. And, and so they're, I mean, the kid has to be five, maybe four. Mm-hmm. So they're just obviously teaching him that cutting the head off of something is a really good thing if you want to uh, be close with Allah. And, and I, I just, I don't, I don't. How do you fix this ideology? How do you fix that mindset of so many people who, and and don't tell me there's hardly anybody, because they teach their children this kind of stuff all through the Palestinian territories. We've seen it on their kids' programs over and over and over again. This is what they do. And so how do you deal with that kind of evil? You just have to eliminate it, don't you? Well, you have to to, uh, send drones in and close up the caves. Close up the caves. I mean, I don't know why we just found that out earlier in the broadcast. Close up the caves. Yeah. You're right, Chip. I don't know why we didn't think of that. Thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Close up the caves. That'll stop the children from beheading their teddy bears. That easy. (laughs) That is, uh, I guess you have to start somewhere, right? I guess so. I mean, your your first beheading can't be a human. Well, it could be, but it probably isn't going to be. Probably isn't typically. Just from the perspective of, like, it would be difficult. You know, they used to say, like, um, Glenn used to tell the story of how the military used to have problems with, with troops killing other people. They'd go into battle and they wouldn't want to fire at other people. And, you know, just because they, you know, just respected human life and it was hard mm-hmm. to do. And so they started making the targets that they practiced on seem more and more realistic. And that actually helped people from freezing up in battle. Um, so I would assume the teddy bear thing is kind of on that front. Right. I would think so, too. Yeah. I mean, Unless he's teaching him just to kill bears, which... 
If that's the case, I don't have that much of a problem. Yeah, screw the bears. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a beheading a snake. I'd have no problem with it at all. None. None. No. I mean, bears can be cuddly until they get really big, and then they eat people. And so I'm not that protective of bears. But uh, some people are, I know. Polar bears. Did you know uh, polar bears are dying all across the world? <laughs> Remember that what Cliff Yo's used to play? <laughs> yeah, I like that with Sharon Lawrence. Mm. Yes, Sharon yeah. Lawrence. The, for the Wildlife Foundation or whatever. WWF, right? WWF. Yeah. That stole the real WWF from the WWF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So still, you're still upset about that? I'm still pissed I off know. about that. I, I was really seriously surprised that they were able to beat I was the too. World Wrestling I was Federation. Too. Come on. I, 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 that I shows know. you how powerful the wildlife people are. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine if, like, just one day you just went into the, the soda aisle and it was just Pepso? You're like, what? what? And they, oh, Pepsi was actually some other uh, charity. Yeah, no right. way. Like that is no a, WWF way. was what how it was, it was known, and now it's just WWE. Like, yeah, right. I mean, I, what did that happen? 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, a long time ago. I mean, that is yeah. unbelievable. I mean, that is a real. It's like hostess. That'd be like losing the NFL. Yeah, it, yeah. Like, yes, the NFL. Not quite as well. Yeah, not. But I mean, I mean, NFL's a little bigger than the WWF, but. Mm. Yes, and they must have close. really been on the wrong on that one for them to give it up. No like, kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's no worth kidding. You've got to believe a hundred million dollars to Easy. fight it. It's worth doing that. Like they should, like if they thought they had any chance of winning, they would have definitely. Because I'll bet for a long time people were like WWE. What happened to the WWF? Yeah. It's gone. Especially because it, when in wrestling, there's so many competing things. There yes. was the WCW and yeah. uh, TNA now and the W. Isn't there? What's the other one? There's another one that was uh, competitive with that. I can't remember. I don't know wrestling at all. The NWO, I'm being told. Wow. There's more wrestling federations that I can shake a stick at. Although I'm not sure why I would shake a stick at any of them. Even if there was one, I wouldn't shake a stick at it. So Right. I don't really know why mm. Why I said that. So yeah. both, <laughs> both companies shared the same initials for several decades. <clears throat> yeah. And then... And then they, the WWF World Wildlife Fund sued the sports entertainment company for unfair trade practices. That's how they, that's how they beat them, relating to the company's merchandising efforts. That's bizarre. I will it's say, really when, it, bizarre. when it comes to the point of which one does more damage to our society, the WWF does more damage to our society. <laughs> it does. It does. It, it actually does. does. It's actually trying to restrain the growth of... Mm-hmm. Um, civilization oh, around the world. Right. Uh, oh, Monday Night Raw. The, well, the WWE it does. It's just a stupid TV show. You, can, which you can't avoid if you been, want. Right. WWF you can't avoid. You're paying taxes. The WWF has been pushing for. You have no choice. Yes. You're dealing with regulations. The WWF has been uh, uh, yes. has been pushing for. You have no choice in that matter. WWE I can just ignore, which is what <laughs> I do. Right. You can't ignore the WWF. No. You can't ignore the Sierra Club. You can't ignore all of these, the Environmental Protection Agency because. They're ingrained in our society, yeah. and they've created all of these, like you said, all of these regulations. Mm. Jeffy, you're uh, making that face of like you've seen a word you've never seen before. <laughs> Is it the? Tehei? <laughs> I can't remember. I don't know why they put this little black thing over between the two letters. I'm not sure what that's called. Oh, is it a bear? Uh, I, can't, I don't black know. Black thing it's over the two letters. It's a circle thing between two letters. I don't know what it is. And it's an O. No, it's, just, <laughs> oh, it's a period. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was just reading about that. I'm trying to understand. Both companies, they share the same initials. Mm-hmm. They're known for the Worldwide Fund for Nature, 
claiming the wrestling WWF violated an international agreement over the international use of the WWF initials. I mean, I just, I, it's hmm. really strange how they won. It for That's several amazing. decades, and like, then it's just like, like if I, I'm thinking the WWE is just going to be spending half their coffers to defend this, and they didn't. They, no. Like, I WWE now. Dave.